And we're live. Hooray. Hey, finally we're live. We did it. Figured it out. Sorry, it's hey. my fault. I'm so tired. <laughs> no, that's good. <laughs> really It's all tired. good. Makes sense. Uh, Lifestyles of the rich and famous hard. over there. What? Lifestyles of the rich and famous over there. Uh, oh yeah, napping and sleeping all the time because I was being <laughs> tired and exhausted. Yep, that that sure is it. We're right still on. dealing with Reese's car. I don't know if you guys saw what we were talking about on Twitter back on Tuesday. Uh, no. I Reese's car has been in the shop uh, for about a week now. It's a brand new car. We got it last year. It's a 2020 model. How and, fancy. Uh, yeah. And the battery keeps dying on it. And we every time we bring it back to the dealership, they don't know what's going on. They just give us a new battery, and then it happens again a couple weeks later. So it's been in for it's four times now. They've replaced something which they think is the issue. Uh, but we couldn't get there right away because we had a heavy snowfall like the day after they fixed it. So okay. we went there on Tuesday to get it. And the battery was dead again. What did they think the issue so, was that they fixed? Uh, they think it might be a, an issue with the tailgate, like the like the trunk. Oh. So uh, so they replaced it and put in a new one because all the Subaru trunks are like automatic. You press a button and they kind of go up on their own and stuff like that, and they close automatically. So they think there might have been a phantom drain from that. So they replaced it. Battery was dead when we got there. Uh, they boosted it, and they needed someone to drive it for a while. So I gave Reese my car, and then I went and drove it for like two hours to make sure the battery was fine. And while I was driving wow. it, every time I hit every time I hit the accelerator, uh, the computer shut off in the car every time. So every time I sped up, no matter what speed it was, the stereo would cut out. And the dashboard would flicker. So hmm, that happened geez. for about two hours. And then uh, I I needed to stop somewhere to eat because I we went there. I assumed I was just going there to drop her off and then going back home. So I didn't eat breakfast. So sure. after this two hours, I'm like, OK, I'll stop somewhere for breakfast and then I will turn off the car. And that way I can at least see if it's held to charge. This is classic Paddington nope. Bear. You, you always got to keep an emergency sandwich under your hat. Yeah, really should have done that. Yep. So started eating food, turned off car. It immediately died. Like no chance. Had to get it boosted again so I could get back home. And then when I got home, it also died immediately. So uh, we have to bring it back. But because there's a polar vortex currently and it's minus 30 something Celsius right now, uh, oh, yeah. all the towing companies are backed up. And we have been mm. on wait for on a wait list for getting a tow for two days now. Cool. So yeah, just yeah, like a right. nice relaxing couple couple days for you. It sounds like. Oh yeah. Winter yep, Wonderland up there. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I saw. I was seeing like north of you guys. It was getting below minus forty in some places. Like red. I think Red Deer. I think I saw or yeah, was told probably. about. Probably. That's nuts. What, the actual. what is the coldest you guys have like experienced? Uh, four, minus 45? 45. Yeah, wow. probably around that 40-ish. Mine, I think, was minus 37. Yeah, sure. Okay. Where were you for, 40, for, for 45? Was that out east? That would have been Fort McMurray. Oh, okay. Fort McMurray actually might have hit minus, minus 50. 
I do remember at some point getting to a point where the door was just literally frozen shut, and I'm pretty sure that was Fort McMurray. Yeah. Honestly, anywhere uh, north of like where Calgary is, it's way worse than Calgary, yeah. and it stays that way. Yeah, yeah, right now it is currently minus 28 Celsius, feels like minus 36, and the low is minus yeah. 31, which probably means that it will feel like minus 40. Tonight, yeah. Nice, yeah, fun. Tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow is high of minus 17, low of minus 30. And that persists Ooh. for the next couple of days. Monday is when it starts warming up. The high is minus nine. The low is <gasps> minus 17. Oh, Can't man. Can't wait. A nice Can't toasty wait. minus nine. Break yeah, out the shorts. Exactly. Well, it's raining here, so that's that's the biggest concern I got going. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. 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 Paul, that last WandaVision was bananas. Yes, that the ending. It, uh, I actually was like, "What ruins the, the whole MCU?" Or could, depending on what they wanted to what do. What does it mean? <laughs> what does it mean? Holy smokes! It's so yeah. crazy. I'm so curious. Yeah. There's so many things it could mean. I'm so. The annoying thing is, is that like it's it's never going to go as crazy as they could. Now that they've opened up that door, it'll never go comic book crazy. It'll still be kind of like held back, but it'll get crazier. I think for sure. Yeah, my hope is it's not just like a like a fun little Easter egg. Like it's got to be something. Yeah. Um, and well, with like uh, Doctor Strange coming out and stuff, like I think they're working in that angle for sure. Yeah, I think well, because like, Wanda's supposed to be in the next Doctor Strange movie, so I, so it sounds exactly. like exactly it's sounding like that Doctor Strange movie is going to be like super important for where the MCU is probably going. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of too bad having meta knowledge of like when actors are signed on for other things. Cause it's like knowing that like that we maybe could like make some assumptions <laughs> and stuff. Right. The meta knowledge kind of ruins some surprises. However, like I feel like they're like aware of that and they still do a pretty good job of like surprising us and whatnot. Right. Yeah. They're still doing weird shit for sure. <clears throat> it's really hard to talk about <laughs> without like yeah, no, just this saying been, it, so this we is, should yeah, not. That, but that last episode was just so exciting and, and cool. Yeah, I liked it quite a bit. That, yeah, the pacing is so much better now because like they're not just doing the weird TV show thing and they're not just doing the like MCU catch up. They have both. So like now there's stuff going the whole time that you're like super interested in. So that last episode was like very good for sure. I can't wait to, for tomorrow. Well, and 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 um. Olsen in an interview was saying that there's this in, in this show, there's going to be a cameo that's on the level of, and you know, I'm not, no spoilers. Uh, Mandalorian had a pretty big cameo in it's like last episode. And it's supposed to be on the level of that. And now I'm wondering, there's no way it could be what happened in five. Who could that be? I got some ideas. Got some ideas. I don't want to say them because I don't want to spoil anything. It's kind of interesting how like there people have already people that aren't part of like the MCU phenomenon have already kind of been like it's too hard to get in or catch up at this point because there's so many movies it's like now you have a fucking TV show to deal with too because this is super canon and important yeah and also like this there's no way this could be like your first or second thing like you gotta know like eight different things even for the last episode like with that reveal it was like oh you needed to like you need to watch this and then this, but then it's important because of like these three movies and then they connect over here. Yeah. Like, 
they're actually having the comic book problem of people being like, I don't want to jump in because I don't want to have to catch up on the hundred episode backlog. Sure. <laughs> like they're actually I mean, getting it, to that point. Yeah. Well, problem. They're making billions of dollars like every quarter off this stuff. So it's, it's a good problem to have, I guess. But they have enough. It's people fun. In. It's yeah. fun being like in on everything. So you're just along with the ride. Like, I, I don't know about you, but I'm putting yeah. my hands up and I'm screaming because I want to go faster. That's, that's where I'm at. I want it to get way crazier and I don't think it will. Like I want them to go stupid and I don't think they'll go completely stupid. So I guess we'll see. We'll, see. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see. Yeah. Um, all right. This is the top down perspective for February 11th. I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. I'm John Wheeler. Yep. Um, John, why don't you talk to us about this game? Uh, it's a game you've probably never heard of. It's called Dicey Dungeons. <laughs> never heard of it. Dicey Dungeons is great. I've heard of it. We, we've never had a talk about this <laughs> on our podcast ever at all. Yeah, I was just true. like, I need something to play. Uh, and the Switch version came out a while ago. So I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll play the Switch version. Does someone's sure. like fan just turn on? What is that? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what that is. That's that's the pipe from the neighbors downstairs. Oh, wow. That's an aggressive oh, wow. pipe. Yeah. Sure yeah, it, is. it very is. Is it is it just an empty pipe that they like they they un- unload a bag of quarters down every every once in a while? <laughs> you know, ne- you never know well, when you just need something to in it some must quarters. be frozen because like it's never it hasn't been that loud before. Yeah. yeah, no, I hadn't heard that before. And that was that was a new one. Sorry, John. Uh, talk to us about the no I was curious too because I could hear it I'm like what the fuck is that yeah uh yeah playing Dicey Dungeons playing the Switch version uh it's fun but I mean we already knew that because we had a whole top-down plus episode that's a great game it's so good yeah it's really catchy I still don't like the thief though (laughs) still don't like the thief I don't even remember the thief thief's special ability is he gets four ones but he just starts off pretty weak otherwise, so you just need good stuff. But he's also the one you usually get bear from because he steals abilities from other from the enemies. Okay. Yeah, for those who don't know, Dicey Dungeons is like a dungeon crawler mixed with Yahtzee. Yeah. Um, and just really good by the developer of VVVVVV, if I remember correctly. Just fantastic. I think it's on mobile as well. Yeah, Terry Kavanaugh. I think it's on pretty much everything now. Yeah, know, back when we played, it wasn't game. even on Switch yet when we did the nope. sh- episode because I would have loved to have picked it up. And I think we all said, like, I really wish this was on Switch. I can't, maybe I'll just buy it again for Switch. I'm pretty sure this only got added to Switch like two months ago, if even that. I think it was this year. It is not on mobile at the moment. Uh, Let's see here. It's on sale currently on Switch. I think it's because of the uh, new year. Oh, release date, December 15th, 2020. So, yeah, it has been almost exactly two months. Yeah, pretty recent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of an interesting good. question like, in the chat. Like, I don't know yeah. if you have uh, if you know, though, is has what have they added since we've done the TDP Plus episode? I know they've added stuff because I do follow that guy. I just don't, like, really read everything he tweets. I don't know because in the Switch version, you still have to, you know, unlock all the other characters before you can do the episodes, which means I still have content that's locked. Okay. I haven't finished everyone's first run yet. Right on. So uh, currently, it, it seems to be the same. I, I believe, wouldn't be surprised I if there's. I believe more. I remember hearing some stuff got added to the Switch one or to the uh, 
Steam one. Yeah. All right, on cool. That's um, pretty much it because everything else I've been playing is related to work in some way. So, right on. Um, I'm gonna go next here. I've been playing a whole bunch of Cyber Shadow, which I'll talk about at the end of the month. But that's pr- that's been like my majority of this week. Outside of that, though, um, I dove into Monster Train since we're talking about roguelike battlers. deck builders in some kind of way. Yeah, uh, Monster Train. I really like Monster Train. Um, which is not much of a surprise since I really like, uh, say the spire. Uh, sure. Monster train is a lot easier. Uh, like I was able to, I don't think I've ever beat say the spire. I haven't played it in a long time, but when I, back when I did play it, I don't think I ever beat it. Say the spire. How many has runs that. have you done of monster train? Cause it gets harder when they unlock more shit. Right. So uh, my first clear was in my second run. Uh, yeah, which, which seemed odd to me coming from like a Slate Aspire background of having never beaten it. But Slate Aspire sure, will do yeah, something yeah. like, oh, I see you build to your deck that way. Well, here's this boss that doesn't give a shit about anything you got to throw at it. You're done. True. <laughs> um, And I kept thinking to myself like, oh, Monster Train's going to do that same thing. It's a it's a card battler. I'm going to come across something that just like nullifies my whole strategy. Nah, I've been able to beat that a few times now. But um. It does have like a lot of uh, difficulty modifiers and like you can increase them up uh, on subsequent runs. I haven't done any of those yet. I've just been playing through kind of on default because I want to unlock all of the uh, all the decks and whatnot. Yeah, the different like uh, races of monsters or whatever. Yeah, I only have the first three. Uh, I've beaten it with the first one and the second one. That second one was my first clear, which is real good. The um, the plant people. The plant people the because called? Uh, yeah, I, like I don't I couldn't send it or something. Is that them? I don't think I, so. I think it might start. With I'm curious. Game. I'll look it up. Um, yeah. But they're pretty great. So you get like a champion character. And what was great about the plant people is um, the champion is like a huge shield. So typically I won't I won't play with like glass cannon like cards but this game makes glass cannons like super useful because of the way you can put them like multiple people back so you just put like a huge glass cannon right behind your champion man you're doing so much damage it's pretty great um but what also is pretty unique about monster train is the uh the the floor system um so yeah, yeah so like for those who don't know um you're like demons trying to like reignite on your way to hell or something like that. And angels are coming to stop you and they all enter your train car on the first floor. And what after each combat phase, so each turn they will move up one level of the floor and there's four floors. The top one being where your like actual health is that you need to protect. So you have to try and clear them out before they get to the top floor. Um, and that's pretty interesting too. And the combos you can just kind of pull off are, are pretty ridiculous. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty fun. I'm liking it quite a bit. So they are My the one, Awoken for anybody awoken. that was wondering. I, I thought it was a yeah. So like I said, I have the first three. I don't like the third tier. The Stygian which I, Guard. Not yeah, a fan like of the, them. Either. They're like water, like merfolk. Oh, but if you do a bro, uh, frozen build, it's fucking gross. The frostbite or whatever. That shit stacks stupidly and like it does a certain amount of damage every turn. So you could just like 
at some point you're going to need to do stuff where it's like, yeah, I'm doing like 500 damage to this boss every time they move. Otherwise, you're fucked. Like, you can't get through it. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's another kind of interesting thing about this game is so you can pick your primary deck and then you can also pick like a support deck where you'll get some other cards yeah. along the way. Um, and so far, my favorite have been the first and second one because the second one yeah. just kind of like heals you a bunch or gives you some really good like like walls to put up whereas the first one you can get some real big like tanks you know some glass cannons going so they go together pretty nicely uh i've had some pretty crazy i love awoken with them easily awoken's real good i did a um uh a daily run which made me use the fourth one which is like umbra umbra Umbra? that guy seems weird that's a weird deck i'm not Um, a fan of umbra but uh i'm sure that if I it's all about like sacrificing like fodder creatures like yeah. like eating them eating getting them. your eating yeah. yeah getting your units to eat fodder to get new abilities and stuff also your champion is just this huge thing that takes up so much space like I'm used to kind of pairing my champion with another like um units on the bottom <coughs> floor that they kind of go real well together he just sits at the bottom floor because he takes up like all of your slots. Uh, so that was different to me too. Um, I had no idea what the fifth class is. Haven't seen that one yet. Um, I mean, I uh, won't ruin it for you, I guess. I mean, I don't think it's going to like, yeah, it, it's not a big deal, yeah. but um, no. anyways, yeah, monster Train's cool. The one, one thing I will say, and this is just me being a little nitpicky. I don't like the fonts they're using. Um, it's yeah. just like this. I kind of don't like, like how it looks in general, honestly. I mean, I like the the characters and stuff and when you're playing it, but when you get like the like the finish screen and stuff, it just kind of seems real basic and like they didn't kind of have yeah, like a graphic designer for that. Like I, I, the fonts just a real basic font that is just kind of like, I don't know, let's sure. put some like temporary font here and then they kind of just sure. went with that. Um, so it, it, it like I could use I feel like I could use like one more pass, but either way, it's cool when you do the daily challenge, you're like you can see where you rank amongst people while they're playing and while you're playing which is kind of fun to see um oh the other one thing i'll say about it is a lot of the times all your cards and the little like here's what this uh type you know means this is what this means they can sometimes block what you need to look at i really wish there was just a let me see the field i need to see the field right now there's been times where it's like i literally couldn't tell if this guy was at full health or not because this thing would not stop blocking his health meter um is there not a thing to do that it hasn't pointed it out to me. I haven't seen that. Okay. You can kind of put remember. the cards down a bit, um, but even uh, then they don't, they only go like halfway down. Like you can't, I haven't been able to find a way to just like clear everything out. It's, it's kind of odd, but sure. Anyways, that's monster train. It's on game pass. I highly recommend that game. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, I also started up a uh, crash team racing nitro fueled this week. Okay. Um, oh, wow. Why? Oh, there's yeah, why? Xbox had like a big sale, so it was real cheap. Ah. I also picked up the uh, Spyro trilogy. It was real cheap, so I'm going to jump into that. Um, okay. Once I finish all of Yakuza, you know. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Short, short list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Crash, Crash Team Racing is weirdly hard as someone who has played a lot of kart racers in his life. You know, I go into a kart racer. And I, I assume first ma- first match, I can probably get like it's on default. Everything's default. This is the first race. I'm going to get first place. Like 
I, I know myself. I played every Mario Kart. I played every Sonic Racer. Like, I, could, I, I didn't. I didn't get first place. And in the second one, I couldn't get first place. Hmm. I don't. Yeah, I, I actually just before the show, I was able to get first place on the second one. But the fact that like I was like I struggled to get first place on the second race of the entire game on default difficulty. That's weird. That is not the typical case for a kart racer. From like my quick like Googling the like drift boost mechanic is so key that even on default difficulty, you need to have like some level of mastery over it or you will not beat these this AI uh which is just which is super weird to me um and like you know it, the the drifting is not like Mario Kart so that drifting so that really throws me off I still haven't quite figured out the drifting and it's all about like timed button presses you also so like it, it is a PlayStation 1 game originally so accelerate is on like A or X on the PlayStation you can choose to change your controls to the alternate, which will put accelerate on the right trigger, which is what I did. There's no way to get brake on left trigger. That just always hmm. has to be X or uh, square. Like the um, the whole regular controls or alternate. The only thing they swap for the most part is A and um, right trigger really for them that's about it which is all like i can see you guys are trying to do a more kind of modern racer style why aren't you putting brake on left trigger what are you doing like that's that that's weird um yeah i might put it down to easy so that i can figure out this this drifting mechanic because right now it is it is pretty rough i was not expecting that um i like you know as someone who just played through all of star wars racer and got first place on everyone, including that horrible abyss track. What the hell is going on with that track? Uh, I was pretty shocked at how poorly I was doing on uh, crash uh, team racing. But anyways, it's fun. Um, if you want to reverse, it's down. You have to press down on the control stick to reverse. How insane is that? Oh, yeah. What the fuck game was I playing last week that had that exact same? Oh, Diddy Kong Racing. Had that exact same. Oh, does it? Like, <laughs> hold down on the stick and then hold like the brake button to reverse. Yeah, like, really w- fucking weird. Super like because now it's like I figured. Oh, I need to reverse because I drove into a wall and I'm hitting left trigger and it's just turning the camera around for me. And I was like, "What on earth is this? What are you doing?" Anyway, um, yeah, people are saying you know it's just a thing of the time. Yeah, but this is a remaster. <laughs> And they 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 changed some of the controls. They looked at the controls and said, oh, we can update some of this. But uh, some other things. No, that would just that would ruin the integrity of this PS1 classic. Um, It it is kind of weird when you change some things, (laughs) right? Like, oh, we'll put accelerate on right trigger, but we're not touching left trigger. That will forever be look behind you. Okay, I don't know. I don't, know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, I'll play through that. That's a fun time. All right. Paul, what have you been playing? Uh, let's keep going talking about Crash. I've been playing Crash Bandicoot on the run. It's a endless runner like Temple Run, basically, on your phone. Uh, it's made by King, the Candy Crush people. 
So it is aggressive with microtransactions. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, is it good? Uh, yeah. I, um, so it's very much like um, Temple Run in that you're just running forward and you're dodging stuff. And, like, there's more intense stuff to dodge. You, wait, like, wait. You're not even running put, uh, towards the camera? That would be, like, the one unique thing no, that Crash running. would have. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You're running away from the camera, which is very odd for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, Weird. You tap to jump. You no. Wow. You tap to spin. You kind of like go for. You uh, push forward or whatever. Slide upward to like swipe. Uh, jump. Sw- uh, swipe down to crouch. Like I don't know, okay. like a sliding crouch sort of thing. And then okay. you, like left and right to uh, move left and right on the screen. It's a three track screen, so it's just yep. kind of left, right, and middle. And uh, yeah, variety of stuff comes at you. You just have to dodge. And the idea is, is you're taking out Cortex's minions by using different like elixirs and potions to throw at them, uh, which you have to get crafting material for to make. And then when you do that, they take a certain amount of time to craft. So this is where their time mechanic comes in of. You have like a free play area where you just can go on forever as long as you want collecting stuff by running around and then you like go back home. You start crafting something and it's like, okay, this will be done in five minutes and you'll need like three of them or something. That's the that's the like, okay, now I'm going to put my phone away and wait until I can Or you could like pay to speed it up. Or you could pay to speed it up. Yep, there's definitely all that. I mean, the so all the annoying stuff here. Just assume you can pay to get rid of it because it's one of those games. Right. Okay. So, can I ask you two? I want. I have two questions for you. And, yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, don't take this the wrong way. First one. Why are you playing this? Because <coughs> I want to. Like. Okay. I'm I don't just know. wondering. Like, why do you play anything you play? <laughs> well, just like this doesn't seem like a great game. Like, what? What? What brought you to this game? I just wanted to try it out. Okay. All right. Uh, second question. Um. Is is Crunch Bandicoot in this? Because Crunch Bandicoot is in Crash Team Racing, and what's that yeah. guy's deal? Because that's a, I like that name. He's from okay. Crash Bandicoot Three, I think. So is, so far, you I've only been able to play as Crash. I don't think this game's fully out. I think it's in like kind of a soft beta or early access launch. Because there's a bunch of things that are just like coming soon that I can't <clears throat> interact with. Um, and they gave me like a pre-registration skin of crash looking like a skunk or something oh, shit. so yeah, nice that's yeah sweet so i got that you can buy there's another skin in the shop which they push aggressively uh for the starter packs and stuff that one skin is 250 in-game gems which is equivalent to about 15 us dollars so if you want nice. a crash skin you're gonna be spending at least probably 15 dollars what how could how good is this skin what does he look like uh i mean i could tell you in a second i don't remember because <laughs> like, i don't look this at better that better be I like try a, to exit this out better be shop. like a really good skin like there are like apex skins that cost that which i will not pay for yeah and you know what they i'm sure more time went into those too those probably <laughs> at least deserve a little bit more um it john is... what's the most you would pay for a skin me a good question. It has a really fucking good skin, though. 
Okay. Well, so okay. First off, what's the most you'd pay for, and what would that skin have to like look like? Does it have to have like a like an Arnold Schwarzenegger tie-in? I mean, that would be that's just how you get me to play Mortal Kombat. Um, ten bucks, maybe at the most. Okay, that's higher than I expected. But it would have absolutely have to be a game that I'm putting a lot of time into. Sure. Uh, sure. And I have no idea. I don't know what it would have to look like. There's there's a couple different ways it could go. It would just have to be something really keen to my interests. I don't think I've ever actually purchased a skin. Have you so, not even bought like an Overwatch loot box or anything like that? No, never. The nice thing about Overwatch is they gave they out gave a them, lot yeah. of packs. And yeah. even when you had like the events, they would give out like event packs, uh, which is really nice. And that's one thing I don't like about Apex is when they have their events and they're like, oh, you can get it from the Apex, the event uh, pack. There's no way to get those packs except for buying stuff. So I always say like, oh, Overwatch was like the gold standard for them, like giving away stuff. Um, what about you, Paul? What's the... I, how, I have no problem buying skins. Okay. On a skin, I've spent fifteen to twenty dollars on skins before. Okay. I have no problem doing that. Yeah, um, no, I'm not saying it's a bad. I'm not saying you should have a problem. So, what about this crash skin was not worth fifteen dollars to you? Well, first of all, it's for Coco, so I was wrong about that. It's '90s Coco, mm. and I don't know that it'll pick up because of the reflection. But yeah, well, you can you see go. it pretty yep. good actually. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's that doesn't it. look like it's worth fifteen dollars. It just looks like an out, like an outfit. Well, I haven't been able to play as Coco yet, so I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, surprise. Yeah, I wonder. I'm sure you, at some point you probably can. Um, I haven't been able to. Yeah, I don't know. It's not good, but it has Crash on it, and you could play it. <laughs> it's a thing yeah, okay. that's on phones. Good. I think that's yeah. the tagline of four. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, you could play it. Um, and other smaller stuff, uh-huh. I guess. Goldeneye had an X, the XBLA version of Goldeneye that was supposed to come out years and years ago was leaked online. Finally, somebody either cracked that WinZip that was online or uploaded a new file or something. Uh, either way, I played I it, this. and that remake is definitely substantial because it has the button that you can like uh, cycle through the old look like anywhere, including the character models. Um, so and, like, like anniversary. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it was substantial. It's obviously old by today's standards because of course it is. Um, that game kind of just sucks though. Like, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't dual- nice like revisiting it. It was okay. Honestly, the problem Goldeneye hasn't aged well. Most people don't realize it. Yeah. Uh, It is nice using the dual juice uh, joystick as like a normal shooter. Um, But the problem is, is the aiming is still terrible. So the aiming reticle is bad and the auto aim is hit or miss. You kind of just have to get used to how the auto aim in that game works by pointing your gun within like a certain amount of distance where the like the bullet, the enemy will be, and then the bullets will just kind of travel to the point where they're pointing at. And that feels bad. Some of the missions are just kind of boring and bland in general. Yeah. I don't know. It's one of those games that like, I, I didn't mind playing it again and like trying this version out, but I'm pretty done with it. Like I didn't hate it, but I have nostalgia for it, you know? So 
Um, it's an interesting story. Not a lot like, more to- it never came out because the licenses couldn't like agree on it. So it got yeah. shelved forever. And so I like, yeah. I, so that would, that would imply like they, they, they started out on this thing and said, Oh, don't worry. Keep developing it. We'll figure it out. Yeah. They kept developing it while discussions happened. And it just, they never finished those discussions in a satisfactory way. So they had to just stop. That's so odd. That must've, that would suck being a, yeah. a developer on there and just being like, well, no one's going to see this. And I bet this stuff happens all the time and we just don't hear about it. Yeah, totally. 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 So, yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, and as far as I can tell, it is the fully fledged version of even like the full GoldenEye story, Aztec and um, Egyptian at the very end. Like I, it's the full game redone. Uh, there is a multiplayer thing that's for local on uh, only. There's an achievements menu that obviously isn't connected to any s- achievement system. Uh, it's a pretty finished product. Like you could just tighten a few things up and like sell this thing kind of, uh, which is interesting. (laughs) It's interesting that like they did that much work on it and it just never came out because of licensing. And that really sucks for them. I think if this had released on XBLA, this would have sold really well because the perfect dark thing. sold I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. This would have been way bigger. Um, Yeah. Sometimes you just can't go back, you know? <laughs> well, you so now that you're, back. you know, you're playing this James Bond game, does that get you psyched for IO's James Bond game? Um, I mean, yes, but it's not because I'm playing this. <laughs> I played okay. this. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's just interesting. Uh, another small side note, because I don't have a whole lot to say about it. Honey Pop 2's out. It's Honey Pop again. So if you liked that, it's that again, but a little more Yay, difficult that. because now you're dating two Great. girls. So you have oh, things nice. to like watch out for. Yeah. Um, yeah I will say so far, the writing has not been as crazy racist. So that's a big plus. Good job. Uh, <laughs> like, from what been, racist told me, yeah, that, that changes. <laughs> I'm sure it does because there's definitely... A Polynesian girl they keep calling Japanese, and I'm sure that's going to get way worse. So, <sighs> oh, honey pop. Uh, but yeah, that's out now. You can play that. I have been. The big game oh, I've been good. playing is Blue Fire. So, Blue right, Fire. So this is the one you were is, playing when we raided, right? It is, yeah. This is an indie. Zelda like is how I would describe it when you first look at it, because it looks like maybe a new like Ocarina of time sort of thing with the Z targeting and like dungeons and all that sort of stuff. But it's really, really, really focused on platforming 3d platforming. I thought I, I thought I read a description uh, comparing it to kind of like a, uh, like a polygonal hollow Knight. Is that not accurate? That is less accurate than I think people, I haven't played a hat in time. People have said this is very hat in time ish. With like okay. Zelda dungeon when I elements. I saw of it, it looked like very hat in time, very floaty 3D platforming. Yes, uh, very heavy on 3D platforming, extremely to the point where there's like um, the Breath of the Wild shrine idea where there's voids you go into and you like get a heart piece or not a heart piece, a full heart for doing them because the game's not very long. It's an indie thing. Um, and they are straight up just platforming, almost like. You know when you would go into like a subworld in like a 3D Mario game and it was just like a whole bunch of weird platforming and like stuff like that? It's that essentially, but like 
extremely difficult in some uh, circumstances. So you okay. really it's it's a little weird because I went into it thinking, oh, cool. I like the old like Ocarina of Time style of like a 3D adventure game or whatever. And then I'll what I got was almost like 3D Meat Boy in some regards. <laughs> and that I like that, too. Um it's just not exactly what you would think by looking at screenshots and like some video of it. Uh, the big thing about this game is that it runs okay on Switch and it runs like complete dog shit on PC. And I cannot recommend people to get it at That's all on weird. PC. I've been you playing it on Switch. Way. I've been playing it on Switch. I talked to a dude who was saying that his all his, his save his he got a glitch in the second dungeon uh, he's playing it on pc and he couldn't pass it and then it completely fucked up his save file so he had to start all over again i was watching another dude play it on twitch and he could not get past a certain boss without it crashing during the final cutscene for half an hour like it's it's broken garbage on pc right now um I'm sure they're fixing it. They might have even fixed it by now because this was earlier in the week. This was like launch day, launch window. The first like two days I was watching people. Um, So if you're going to get it, make sure you get it on Switch. Uh, Also, it does not put its best foot forward. It is pretty slow and boring for about the first hour. And then once you start getting some more like movement stuff and the game starts really like picking up then it feels good and it gets better and better for sure. It almost feels like the intro area was like the last thing they just needed to get done or something. It's the least polished. It's the least fun. It doesn't even have like good ambient music behind it. In fact, I don't think it has any ambient music behind it. Like it just feels very, very basic. Uh, And that kind of sucks because I was ready to shelve it a little bit. I was like, oh, this is kind of boring. And then you get to like the first hub area sort of thing and do the first temple and you're just like, oh, yeah, no, there's like something here and it just gets better and better from there. So there is that it does have some frame rate issues here and there on the switch uh, because some of because it's the switch and some of the like levels are big open areas with like rain effects and a bunch of enemies in it and stuff like that. So it doesn't ever dip really to an unplayable level, though. I would say it's just noticeable when. You're in one of those voids and it's full 60 frames per second and like it's very tight feeling movement and which it needs. And then it like transports you back into the area where you went into that void and like it just feels slower in that area because of the frame rate. So, yeah, overall, like for a $20 product, if you want a 3D platformer with like some very obvious Zelda homages and callbacks and stuff like that. It's totally worth getting if you get it on the Switch or if they fix the PC version. Um, And apparently it is coming to PlayStation at some point, somebody said, but I don't know much about that. So hopefully it'll run better on that. But yeah, Blue Fire. It's really, really cool. It just has some problems with it, which is kind of too bad. Looks like it has a uh, launch discount right now, and it also looks like Wind Waker. Sure. Yeah, there's a lot of games where you could be like, oh, I've seen this before. It's from da da da. It's from blank. Yeah, there's a lot of that in there, but it works. It's fun. It's a emo Hollow Knight 
Legend of Zelda sort of thing, and it's kind of neat. That's all I've been playing. Let's do some news. Um, a bunch of things happened this week. Uh, I'm just kind of surprised how many stories I collected here. Let's start with whatever's yeah. going on with CD Projekt Red, because this is pretty ridiculous. Um, yeah. Oh, God. All so right. they tweeted out... They tweeted out, yesterday we discovered that we have become victim of a targeted cyber attack due to which some of our internal systems have been compromised. Um, John, would you mind reading this in like um, like a like Why? a criminal's voice, kind of like a like like with a fun filter? Do you want me to put on a filter right now? That's going to take me. Oh, if you there. have an actual filter, I just meant like a vocal one. But if you have a filter and you want to make it sound like. Like you did kidnap this person. This they have they have a ransom letter here. Um, <laughs> All right, that is, that is ridiculous. All right, let me read this out. Hang on. Hello, CD Project Red. <laughs> you have been epically honed. We have dumped full copies of the source code for your performance server for Cyberpunk 2077, Witcher 3, Gwent, and the unreleased version of Witcher 3. We have also dumped all of your documents relating to accounting, administration, legal, HR, investor relations, and more. Also, we have encrypted all of your servers, but we understand that you can most likely recover from backups. Get back on track. Get back on track. <laughs> if we will not come to an agreement, then your source codes will be sold or leaked online, and your documents will be sent to our contacts in gaming journalism. Your public image will go down the shitter even more, and people will see how you shitty, how you shitty your company functions. Wait, Investors will lose trust in your money? company, and the stock will dive even lower. You have forty-eight hours to contact us. It literally says how you shitty your company functions. Yeah, that is that wow. is verbatim. That is verbatim. That's why I had to do a double take. I'm like, I even I was like, what? Yeah, that didn't seem right until I read. I also it with didn't you. read out like the thirty exclamation points that are in there. Oh, there are so many exclamation points. This it's so weird. Like, okay, first off, who says pwned anymore? Right? Yeah, that's like hackers, obviously. I, Epically pwned, even. Epically pwned. <clears throat> oh, from what like Epicali. from what I was just kind of seeing on Twitter, and a lot of this was like you know Jason Schreier kind of reaching out and stuff. It sounds like internally they're taking it very seriously. Some people sure. think this is like they did it themselves. <laughs> they can't be that dumb. They can't be that dumb. <clears throat> yeah, I, I agree. But this ransom note is ridiculous. Yes. Yes, it I'm is. Also, also, I'm curious. Like, I'm super curious because this happened more than 48 hours ago. This was like on Monday or when was the eighth? No, Tuesday. That was Tuesday. No, Monday was the eighth. Yeah. yeah Monday, so, like, yeah. I haven't seen any kind of follow up. What happened? It's been after 48 hours. Did they contact them? What'd they do? Oh, I'm so curious. We'll find um, out if, if, if you see the files appearing online, <laughs> then we'll, you know what happened. I, I guess, yeah. So we haven't. So I'm assuming they've either figured it out or or what? Why would why would CD Projekt Red tweet out the ransom note? Yeah, why would I they don't not know. just say like? Because typically, when a company gets like hacked in some way, which you know kind of happens on the regular, they tweet out yeah. a thing saying, "Yesterday we discovered we've been breached. We're taking these precautions. There's a <laughs> small number of you that might need to change your password. Yada yada yada, or whatever it is." <laughs> but they tweeted out the ransom note. 
Why? I think they were just like, this is so stupid. No one will believe us. We have to show this. It's so fucking good. This is so weird. This definitely, if someone told me that this happened to them, I wouldn't believe them. This ransom note is so stupid. It has to be real. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't even know, man. I have, this is the weirdest thing. (laughs) What is happening? Um, all right, moving on. Next story in terms of what is happening with this thing. Anthem, everyone's favorite uh, <laughs> game is, yeah. um, as we know, slowly being worked on by a small team at EA. It sounds like yeah. this week at some point, uh, EA is meeting with the small little skunk works team that is updating Anthem to make the decision of whether or not they will continue and actually put resources behind it or if they were shelving it. Um Again, no update on when, if that meeting has happened, what they decided on. But uh, it, it is sounding like if, if they do get the approval, they need to like triple the size of the team currently going on with it. Otherwise, they'll can it. Um, I personally think the fact that they went from, yes, we will fix Anthem to we are going to decide whether we want to fix Anthem is a pretty big indicator that they're going to shelve it, but I ask you guys, what do you think they're going to say at the meeting? If you had to guess. I think it's getting shelved. I honestly think it depends, like, what they're told by the team that, like, if the team's like, we tried our best, this is what we could do, and it's, like, not substantial, then they're going to be like, okay, that's what we thought, we're just going to not bother. If, like, the team gives them something, I don't see why they wouldn't run with it. Right. I'm understandable i'm asking you what do you think is the likely scenario what do you think is going to happen do you think they came up with something good and they're going to get the green light yeah just just a random guess what do you think uh knowing ea whatever like it's really just about money it's not about whether they care about anthem at all so like like i said if it if there's something there that they're like we can make money on they're going to do it for sure i don't know i don't know what's there for anthem next um I think it's like almost oh, too far guys... away from Anthem to even like get a lot of goodwill back. Like, I feel like there's almost no point. No one is who is still clamoring for this. But anyway, what were you going to say, John? Uh, apparently, the, they actually auctioned off the CD Projekt Red server. Check the chat. There's a link to a Verge article. Oh, interesting. Oh, really? so they did not contact yeah. them back in 48 hours? Yeah. <clears throat> Cyberpunk Studios hack data has reportedly been sold. It was auctioned off. Uh, hackers auctioned hmm. off stolen code from the Red Engine and CDPR game releases and have announced that a satisfying offer from outside the forum was received with the condition of no further distribution or selling. That smacks of under-the-table offer. Yeah. But uh, who knows? This is honestly the most cyberpunk a- thing CD Projekt Red has been involved with. <laughs> Well, so that's another thing that that was one of the things that people were saying is uh, as a reason why it's made up is like is this is this like an ARG to like build up the cyberpunk unit like I yeah I don't know how would people react to that if it was they are that they're not in people's fucked. good terms yeah that like I think if you fucked. are a company that can like has the love of the community behind you, you can pull that off and people are like, brilliant. If you are known for lying to people, classic goof. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I agree. Like, with you. like CD, CD Projekt Red, Red is in trouble for lying. Narrow. They need, yeah, they're, they're exactly yeah. they're in trouble. They need to keep their nose down and they just need to get their work yeah. done at this point. They've goofed yeah, around totally. too long. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. And this is weird. To get back to Anthem. Yeah, like what John was saying, the fact that the, this is a 30 man team to do next or whatever, they killed it like a year ago. And yeah. with like, well, it's a they have a thirty man team that is kind of building up what like like a like a, a demo a, a prototype like a prototype. Saying, this is what yeah. we could do if you give us yeah. if if you greenlight it, they're going to triple the team in size and actually really do it. But um, this but is also just, EA, and I feel like there's like you said, there's no real value in this. I think this yeah, is uh, that's this thing. is just performative. Yeah. This is just performative at this point. <clears throat> I just like even if like best case scenario they come out and Anthem's great. I can't see that many people being like, "Yes! Anthem, I I knew it. I've been waiting for Anthem." Even me who like wants Anthem to be good, like if if they brought Anthem back, like I I I don't know, I already played through it. I'm not like I'm probably not going to go back to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing too cuz like I did play the broken version all the way through and did the end game content. Like why would I go back to a new version of that you did like i, I would need i would need like an anthem too so did you guys rewrite a whole yeah. story is it a completely new thing at that point like that's it yeah <laughs> like, and you yeah, can't sell an weird. anthem too so ea would not sign on for that obviously yeah, yeah i don't know it's probably all dead. right speaking of signing on for stuff okay uh jamie lee curtis is now part of the borderlands movie what why not what is happening with the Borderlands she loves games? It makes sense to me. That, yeah, that's that, a great actor. Let me give you one so, more. Okay. Jack yeah. Black is going to be Claptrap. Actually. Oof. Yep. That's kind of great. Okay. Actually. I don't know how to yeah, think about that. Like, I like that's Jack good casting. Black. Yeah. I good hate casting. Claptrap. I don't want to hate Jack Black. Oh, also, see, now we I was got thinking two, the other way. We got two Jumanji members now. Maybe this is stealth Jumanji five or four. What are we on? This four, is right? that would that this, would be four. Yeah, that would be four. So have they said if this is a <clears throat> this is like a live action thing, right? I don't this think just they voices. have said they don't. OK, because so, I heard somebody talking about this a while ago and I forgot to ask you guys. Do we know? Because, like, if this, it's one of those things that if this isn't live action, they should have just probably got the normal voice actors. But they're doing this because of the Robin Williams effect of we need to a name to sell the movie, right? Like that's I the mean, only I, reason. I would assume with the the people they're getting, you're gonna put them in the movie. It'll be live action. Claptrap will be CG. Um, yeah, with yeah, Jack yeah. Black's voice. It would be better if Claptrap was not CG and it was just Jack Black, though. Just like in a in like a suit, in like a boxy suit. Yeah. Yeah, that'd um, be way better. I just want to read this Kotaku headline with the Jack Black news. Borderlands movie casts actor who is actually funny to play Claptrap, which feels off. <laughs> that's definitely how wow. I feel about this. <laughs> um, okay. So I give him credit. Him. I got to give him credit yeah. for that. Yeah. That was a good, pretty good, good take yeah. on that. It's, it's a good. good headline. Yep. Um, yep. I don't even. Yeah. What is they've got some big names. I don't know, man. Like what they're coming out swinging with the borderlands. <clears throat> All right. 
Um, Weird. Speaking of video games, uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is coming out June 11th. Okay. Which I am very Sweet. excited for. That was my predicted game of the year. Is it? Okay. <clears throat> yep. Is that um, when the PS5 will be releasing? I see a tweet to that thing you've thing the that you linked there a reply that's kind of how i feel about it too it's like cool okay. could i get a system yeah <laughs> <laughs> sure yeah yeah um all right this next news story is also weird pokemon's 25th anniversary is coming up um so they are hosting a virtual concert with oh pokemon. my god <laughs> yep why not i was not expecting that gif <laughs> Um, there's a short video where he's walking like behind the stage and then he turns into an avatar, a Pokemon character, like a, a trainer, I guess. He has got a Pokeball. So get, he just, get excited for that. He just explodes into CG. As you do. All right. As you do. Um, speaking of uh, casting news, we have a Joel and an Ellie for HBO's uh, Last of Us TV show. Bella Ramsey from Game of Thrones is is Joel, obviously. Um, yeah, of course. And yeah, and Pedro Pascal uh, playing alongside her, uh, Ellie. Uh, there you go. Perfect. Yep. Yeah, yep. Uh, I think this is great casting Pedro Pascal. I did not watch Game of Thrones, so I don't know uh, much about uh, Miss Ramsey here. She was I good. Definitely... She was a, she was a like, surprise star. <clears throat> nice. People, people I'm glad like to hear her. that. Um but as as a Mandalorian fan, I, I would say Pedro Pascal is a would be a great Joel. Yeah, I was I was a little confused about this this week because two two hours or something like before he was cast officially, they were talking about uh, Mahershala Ali as Joel I was offered it, that. and I was just like, wait, what? They, but they gave it to this guy when I read this news, and then I like had to look into it. Yeah, that would have been great. Mahershala Ali is a fantastic actor. That would have been awesome. Uh, that would have been neat. Yeah, I guess he did. Uh, like, apparently they offered it to him, but they, they he never got right. back to them. That's what it is. They did offer it to him, so that would have been very cool to see. Um, so who knows? Man. I know. I'll I'll watch this series because because why not? I, I got I have HBO. I'm curious. All right, here's a short one from Ubisoft. Uh, they har, sorry, har, har, um, har, uh, har, they har. Uh, they're considering changing Rainbow Six Quarantine's name because of COVID. Yeah, that That's makes fair. sense. Just kind of yep. makes sense. Yeah. What? What? Give me your best uh, runner-up. What's your? What would you call it? You know, it's got to be like quarantine adjacent, but try not to outbreak. You know, probably. Quarant- that, uh, that's still pretty adjacent. I think that's pretty close still too. How about uh okay, how about Rainbow Six Bad Vibes? Bad vibes is good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I would buy the shit out of a Rainbow Six Bad Vibes. It's, zo- it's zombies, right? It's it's a zombie mm-hmm. thing. Okay. Um I'm gonna think of another one. Uh John, let's hear one from you. Another quarantine adjacent name. Yeah. You don't wanna you don't wanna in- bring up COVID too much. Well, that's a problem. Like someone, uh, Troy just said, is lockdown, which is also a good one. But that also, that is a good one. Yeah, yeah. That's also very like pandemic-y. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem. All the good ones I'm thinking are too pandemic-y. 
Rainbow Six, bitey, bitey, scratchy, scratchy. (laughs) Four itchy, tasty. Four itchy, tasty. Four itchy, tasty. Rainbow Six, six feet apart. (laughs) Six feet apart. (laughs) I mean, they're going to go with something like Doomsday. Yeah. Yeah, that that one doesn't, yeah, nothing to do with the pandemic. Okay, I could see Doomsday. Yeah, that's pretty good. Paul, do you have one? Yeah, I said it, and you turned it down, so no. Fuck you. Okay. Okay, well, I, mean, well, I was trying to ask, do you have, like, a better one? No, no, I don't. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, speaking of pandemics, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 has officially been announced, and it's coming to right. theaters next year. Yeah. And, it's, and it is called Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Sorry, that was part of the announcement. <clears throat> shocking. Okay. Yeah, absolutely shocking. Um, I saw the rumor specific. Sorry, by the way, April 8th, 2022. I saw the rumor Jason Momoa for Knuckles, and I thought that was hilarious. That's really that good. Would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I don't think that's real. I just wanted no. to mention that because I thought that idea was very funny. <laughs> that's really good. Kind of has the hair. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> sexy knuckles i'm just thinking because jason momoa he gets he gets so excited i'm thinking of like his big smile and then it's just put that onto knuckles and that's very funny to me yeah um all right e3 we got a bit of news this comes from videogamechronicle.com which i hadn't heard about but um uh seeming pretty legit some info on what's going to happen with e3 this year it's they're once again not going to do an in-person event which makes sense sure um it's going to be online like it was before uh having it be tighter Th- this year jeff Keeley will not be involved again he's going to be focusing on his summer games fest um, sure. but they are going to have publishers and developers sign up to be a part of their whatever kind of online of virtual event they're doing apparently that sign on to join the program is a six-figure number which is pretty crazy. Uh, I'm kind of curious what, what that is in comparison to a typical E3, because I don't know what that is, but I know it is not cheap to be part of E3. Sure. Um, they're well, looking when you're doing at it a, online, man, is that worth anything? Like, you can just do your own thing. Nintendo does the, their own thing all the time. That's, well, so that's the thing. Nintendo hasn't yeah. been at E3 for a while. Uh, PlayStation dropped out of the last true E3, so we're, yeah. it, they're, they're pretty much done. I feel like after last year, a bunch of the big companies that you would want to sign on to draw attention are going to be like, we figured this out last year. We're good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that just means yeah. like, you know, at that point, why would you sign up for this? You, you want the big totally. you want the big publishers to sign on so that they're bringing the eyeballs so that your thing can get seen. But if they're yeah. not even signing on, why would you put the money in? Like, it makes totally. no sense for, like, a small team to, to, you know, scrounge together that kind of money. Totally. Yeah. It's a really bad I'm, idea. I'm, I'm kind of curious. Like, it almost, it seems like E3 is so much on the way out and they're just, like, yeah. trying, like, grasping to to stay relevant. Yes. Like, I understand the, the like, I am a fan of the excitement for, that E3, like, that week brings. That's, that's fun. I like that. I, I, you know, I many years I've woken up and watched the press conferences, blah, blah, blah. Um, it just seems like an era of the past, though, that like we've moved on from, though. 
Yeah, no, I uh, think you're totally right. So we'll see. They're targeting June 15th to 17th with an awards show and a preview night on the 14th, just before that. Small streams from publishers and, and media partners and so on and so forth. <clears throat> um, and there was a cool reply I saw here from Wario64 that said, also opt in to get your identity stolen. Because uh, mm-hmm. that did happen at E3, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. that affected a bunch of my friends. So... <clears throat> That's also funny. All right. uh, Some WB games news. Um, This one I thought was pretty interesting. There was a kind of a few parts to this early in the week. I had heard a story that uh, WB Interactive had been working for the past few years to trademark or to patent or and secure the patent of Middle Earth's nemesis system. Right. Which since since they've been working on doing that for years it had been deterring other developers from wanting to, you know, implement a nemesis system, build on the nemesis system because they didn't want to like deal with whatever legal issues that might happen. Fast forward to the actual news story I have here. They have now secured that patent, which would basically mean no one is going to make a nemesis system at this point. Um, Probably. Yeah. But that basically answered the question of why we hadn't seen one is because there was this legal binding that, though had not been secured, would probably have still caused something bumps in the road that a a team just wouldn't have wanted to deal with. And now we know for sure Sure. no team will be dealing with it because now it is WB Interactives. This also sucks. Yes. (laughs) Because they are basically saying, hey, we came up with something cool and we're not letting the community like build and share and, you know, build off this idea which that all video games are some kind of twist on an old mechanic that someone else made like that's yeah how things evolve um so that's just a bummer does that mean i'm only ever going to see the nemesis system if it's tied to a lord of the rings skin yep yeah probably Uh, you know the the dream of seeing like a really cool batman game with different like you know, thugs working up through Riddler's ranks and 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 Joker's ranks. That's never going to happen. But there you go. There's the answer. Um, I can't remember if I, I think I stopped those game of the year predictions like last year. So I, I, I think so think too. This nullifies anything yeah. this year. But <clears throat> yeah. kind of interesting that, that, that question has been answered. It's kind of too bad Speaking too. Of, it, along with the like medium, how they copy or they have a trademark on the dual reality gameplay. Shit. like i did there's see a that whole, yes there's a bunch of shit in the past where it's just like that sucks because you guys just killed that idea forever <laughs> for, by doing this right. um another thing that is uh not coming back in the mass effect legacy legendary edition they're going to cut back on the miranda butt shots sure that makes sense there's a lot that of them make, like there, yeah like a lot of weird there's ones. a difference like, there's a difference between like uh, just a weird butt shot every now and then maybe happening by accident or even like a obviously accident like a cheap one game. like what? <laughs> yeah, no, like with your camera and stuff like while you're oh, with moving yours. Around. Yeah, well, I feel like most yeah. of these were these um, are all cutscenes. Cutscenes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're <clears throat> really fucking weird. Some of them like the- <laughs> really dire situation. Here is a round ass. Right. Yeah, or like the example they have here in this screenshot is Miranda's talking about her sister and what happened in their past. And you're just staring at her ass. Oh, yeah, sure. 
There's this a lot of hilarious, them. fucked up, but hilarious. Yeah, it's there crazy. is so many ass shots in that game. There's so yeah. many. <laughs> like yeah, it, it yeah, it's weird. Like, wow. The character... Okay, I'm looking at the article. How the fuck did they were they okay with this? What the fuck? And it's weird because the character is like <laughs> has some like deep and damaged stuff going on, and they're still doing this. It's it's pretty. It's kind of gross. She's sure. not like even oh. overly sexual of a character. Like no. it's weird. <laughs> it's yeah. super weird. It's super. Anyway, weird, so it's there. right next to the damn decision wheel, so you have no <laughs> choice but to stare at the ass. Like, what the oh. fuck? Also, that interactive wheel was copywritten. Massive. Oh, of course. Mass Effect. Yeah. That's that's another copyright. Oh, <laughs> god, I hate gaming. Yeah, yeah, it's real bad. All right, here's another short one, mostly because I complained about it last week. Destruction All-Stars, um, <clears throat> I talked about, are we going to see a bunch of weird kind of voice chat stuff like we are in Destruction All-Stars because the PlayStation 5 defaults to your controller microphone being on. Uh, there has been an update. The developers now have the game set to microphone will be off by default uh, when you play. Duh, like Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, someone had to had to, you know, stumble first. So I bet now we won't see it again. That's my guess. Um, speaking of stumbling first, the Prince of Persia remake has been delayed indefinitely. Wow. Sure. Okay. okay. This was supposed to come out, I believe, late January. It got pushed to March of 18th of this year. There is no longer a release date. Sure. Uh, I I am very curious what could, that could be. I know when they first showed it, it looked pretty bad, but then we kind of got the behind the scenes. That was an old... Uh, version of it. it here's what it looks like now and it looked a lot better but apparently that's not even anywhere close to being done um i don't know i'm sure in 2030 i'll be playing a totally legal cracked version of it that i downloaded from the internet here's my uh here's my crossed fingers hope they're gonna come back and add the other two games in and now it's an appropriate remaster trilogy for the price they're asking yeah That'd be kind of cool. That's my hope. Yeah. It's just all it's it's yeah, it's weird. You know, when Activision is putting out like uh, remasters that are better deals than you are, you're doing something wrong, in my opinion. Uh, And this last news story is the Terraria devs have canceled their Stadia port because they've been locked out of all of their Google services for over three weeks (laughs) and they're tired of it. Yeah. Uh, I, I was saying before the show here, my favorite part is how, um, the main guy, Andrew was like, I just bought Lord of the Rings 4k and I can't finish it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, like, yeah, I understand. That's like a, what is it? Like almost $200 Canadian, at least, uh, series or whatever (laughs) release. So I get it, man. That sucks. Uh, he basically went on Twitter and said, I absolutely have not done anything to violate your terms of service, so I can take this no other way than you deciding to burn this bridge. Consider it burned. Terraria for Google Stadia is canceled. My company will no longer support any of your platforms moving forward. Uh, yeah, yeah, he says uh, it's, he's been unable to get into any of his Google accounts for over three weeks. Uh, They're not getting back Gross. to him. They've been giving him the runaround that seems odd to me. What? That just seems like a really weird thing to happen. I what? I can't imagine Google doesn't want Terraria. Like no one said, ghost this man. 
Uh, but too late, I guess. Three weeks is a long time still. He gave him a chance. Yeah, I'm sure the news about them shutting down their uh, Stadia studio didn't help. Like one of the things he actually said also, which was a little more like realistic, is I'm not going to be involved with a corporation that values their customers and partners so little doing business with you as a liability. Like, yeah, he's totally right. <laughs> See, I don't even know if it has anything to do with the like shutting down the internal studio because they even said we're going to still be working with external studios to bring their games to Stadia. So no, but the doing the business, the no, I will not be involved with the corporation that values their customers and partners so little like they obviously Google is obviously shitty to deal with. In, right. And I'm sure the only reason why anybody does anything with Stadia is because it's Google. And like now right. that stuff's happening and maybe maybe people will just be like, yeah, fuck St- Stadia completely. Fuck third party de- uh, development for it. Who knows? Yeah, we'll, see. we'll have to see the lifespan for sure with that going forward. Uh, yeah. Let's do some questions. If you would like to send a question in, it's top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. This first one comes in from Kevin. Bread or rice? It's completely different <laughs> things. You got to pick one. You got to pick one. Which one? Bread or rice? Bread. Bread. Mine, I'm going yeah, bread. Probably bread. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's the simplest. All right, Thomas, with Terraria not coming to Stadia anymore, do you think Fez 2 could take its place? (laughs) (laughs) That's so mean. (laughs) I'm going to guess no. (laughs) Just put an answer out there. True, yeah. John, you want to read this third one here? My bad, I was doing something else for a second there. Cody writes in and says, when was the last time you paid 60 plus dollars for a game? Tomorrow. Yeah, I, I mean, every you guys, game is like he's talking like bucks. a full price. Yeah. Like a week uh, ago for the pre-order for the game that comes out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, actually. Mine's actually been a bit, because I can usually, there's, I usually find like a sale. I uh, got games for the console launch, so console launch if not oh sooner. i want to say mine's probably valhalla i paid full price for that one okay <clears throat> vgc kenny if you got to choose the next smash character but you had to pick from a game that had one of your favorite 10 soundtracks to give you some leeway in a video game who would that character be Like, it's still probably Hollow Knight. <laughs> that's probably, like, Meat Boy, maybe? Meat Boy would be cool. Yeah, that's a cool Nathan answer. Nathan Spencer from Bionic Commando Rearmed. Yeah, that could work, too. There okay, yeah. that'd be cool, too. Okay, Linebeck has a couple here. Uh, what is a game you enjoyed a lot, but also looked forward to when it ended? I'm going to be the asshole and say most games. I'm looking forward to seeing the actually, end yeah. and then moving on. I was actually. Yeah. Breath of the too. Wild. I'm like, this is great, but this is holy shit long. Like every I RPG for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was going to say alternatively, what like, is there a game where you're like, I don't want this to ever end. Like, I, do, I don't want this to end. This is so good. I don't want it to end. Yeah, probably. Let me think for a second on it, though. Yeah. Cause I, cause I do agree with you a lot. Most of the times I'm like, I'm happy when a game ends. Cause it's like, cool. I'm done that. I can move on to the next one. 
you know, I don't revisit games a lot. Um, I, I really don't want multiplayer games. I am into to end. I don't want siege to end. Like I just wanted to sure. get better or something. I don't think that yeah, counts with what he's talking about here though. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Cause I would say like apex, but like, yeah, the, there isn't really an ending regardless. It's right. more just stop production. Um, yeah, I don't think it counts for this. I think there is a part of me with RPGs that although it has taken up a lot of time, by the time you are getting to the end, it's like, man, I've spent so many time with these characters and I've like I put a lot of work into building them up and and going down their skill change just the way I want. I found all their weapons. So kind of saying goodbye to that is a bit of a bummer. So I I can understand that as well. Yeah, I kind of really like the end, though, because I like feeling like i built up to something you know sure i mean that's the other thing is if it doesn't end then it's gonna be like man can this just end already like i'm getting tired of this that's another that would be fake fake out endings extend like oh god i'm so done with this yeah fake out endings really make it worse for sure I'm trying to think if I've ever enjoyed a fake out ending because even like kind of emotionally like they like the narrative builds to something and it's like, oh, just got you. Wait, hang on. There's one more little arc you got to do. And it's like, what? Why? Um, yeah, so I, don't know, I don't know if any of them. Okay, next or second part of his question here. Uh, So this is split up. I'm going to do John's first and then we can answer after. So, John, what is the most unbelievable strain of good luck you've ever had in a video game? Uh, Apparently, when we played through Bloodstained recently, apparently I got all the rare drops while playing it. But I didn't realize it because it was my first time playing the game. So everyone was like, how the fuck did you get that already? Constantly in the chat. It was hilarious. And then for nice. Sean and me, it's the opposite because I guess the kind of subtext here is John always has bad luck. So, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so the most unbelievable strain of bad luck we've had in video games, Sean. You know, I had an answer to this and I read the question earlier this week and I've totally forgotten it. Um, I'll say I probably had a pretty good amount of bad luck from Cyber Shadow. Fair. That's recent. Yeah, that's a yeah, <laughs> that's a thing. Um, evil strain of bad luck. Kind of wish I had read this earlier this week so I could have thought of it on it. Yeah, I don't have one on the top of my head. I really don't either. All right, John, how about you take this next one then? Okay, next one from Hebrew Lantern. What would you call a TDP cryptocurrency? Oh. Top down okay, that points. Makes... So it's still TDP. Top down points. They okay. came, I was going to say, they came up with one in the chat that I thought was pretty yeah. good. It was top down pennies that I had seen. Um, yeah. That's another good TD one. Pennies. Yeah. I, yeah. I, TD pennies. Yeah. TD pennies, yeah. I had thought of um, like um, dollars for the D. Top dollar perspective. Top. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, I like I like the top dollar part in myself. Oh man, top yeah. down profits from Sunny in the chat's really good. Too. <laughs> <laughs> um, next one from Calman. A friend on Discord just told me if I was a Pokemon, I'd be a pseudo Wudo. 
I don't know what that means for you as a person. I know what a pseudo wudo is. I don't yeah. know if that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> in a similar vein, if each of you were a Pokemon, which Pokemon do your co-hosts think you'd be? That is Sean and Paul, pick for John, etc. Okay. Oh. I'm gonna make sure I get the name right on this one. Okay, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna say Paul is a Gramble. Yeah, I can I see that. Think That's I a good know choice. That is. Do you guys know Grant? Well, it sounds like John knows Gramble. Paul, do you know Gramble? That's the evolution from Snubble, no. right? No. Yeah. Like a, it's kind of like an angry dog. John, though, what would John be? I this is where my limited knowledge and remembrance of Pokemon is really hindering. For for some reason, I think John, uh, some something vaguely, you know, bipedal, humanoid like. So I, I think of either Mister Mime or like an Alakazam, Kadabra okay. looking kind of thing. I don't know why that came into my head. A Mister Mime, huh? I could agree with Mister Mime. Sure. All right, there you go. That's not bad. Or you can be its evolved form, Mister Rhyme. <laughs> I forgot what was the? I forgot the evolution. There's Mime Jr., Mr. Mime, Mr. Rhyme. I Someone has you as Missing No. Design. That's pretty appropriate. Missing No missing is pretty no, good. Yeah, that's fair. I'll take that. Yeah, I think that might be better for sure. And then we have to think uh, of one for Sean. You guys can just say Machamp. It's cool. Uh-huh. I was going to say, like, I need a good sporty one. I need a good sporty one. Well, I was just thinking to myself, is he also a pseudo widow? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I think pseudo widow is cool. I'll take pseudo widow. I think, uh, what's the what's the rabbit starter? Um, uh, score bunny? Score bunny. Okay. I can see, I can see score bunny or even the... Uh, even the Cinder Ace, the evolution. Sure, I'll take it. Sounds good to me. Sure. There you go. Send in uh, your fan art, I guess. Okay. All right, Paul, Final you with question the last from question Raster- Yeah. Uh, from Rasterman7, following the cryptocurrency question, what symbol or image would you give the coin? As in, how would the coin look like in promotional material? Would probably be like uh, the, have the waveform logo and everything on it, like we normally have on our. That's what side. I was thinking. Yeah, yeah probably. I kind of like the idea of it not not being a coin, but like, what if it was some like like more like a dice, like some kind of like cube or or pyramid, some kind of three dimensional thing, like a jewel. Because okay. if you did like a pyramid, you could have like TDP on the three sides and then then on the bottom, 
it could be that meme picture of Pikachu where he's like, that would be pretty good. Yeah, that would work too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Someone says Sean's face. We kind of all three of our faces on there and on the bottom Pikachu's face from that meme. Um, Yeah. Because that just makes sense. I I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Uh, that's going to do it for questions. If you want to send in questions for next week, it's top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's PO box. What's your game of the week? Blue fire. And dicey dungeons. Mine is monster train. Uh, the submission thread for next month's Patreon game is live. So if you're at the right tier, go submit a game because that'll be in the poll next week. Um, otherwise, we'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye.